right, Paolo, welcome to the Blockhash Podcast, episode 222. How are you doing today? Hi, Brandon. Really well. Thank you for the invite. Happy to yeah. be here. Yeah, happy to have you here. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, so much I want to talk to you about, so much I want to dive into. Um, and before we do that, tell me a little bit more about yourself. I want to get a gist of what your background's like. What did you do before this? Yeah. Um, tell us what your story is. So, yeah, so I come from the banking world. So I used to work for a clearinghouse and payments processor for over, over 15 years. Uh, was in touch with the Visa schemes, MasterCard, domestic schemes in terms of payments. Then I moved into the payments world. Uh, it was at a point in time when I was responsible for the SWIFT connectivity of the Portuguese banks to the SWIFT network and to the real-time growth settlement systems that I got in touch with, with Bitcoin back in the day. Uh, the bankers were really stressed about it because this was new and they were concerned. I even led some working groups in terms of figuring out the best use cases for DLT. But long story short, I moved into the startup world, left my comfortable job and moved into this world simply because I, I thought to myself, this was a, a wave of innovation that I couldn't afford to lose it. So, so here I am in the startup world. I met Halsey Miner and, and Jorge Pereira. Uh, the co-founders of Public Mint, and here we are today, so pushing, pushing the boundaries of what we can do with programmable money. Nice. Was there anything about this industry that caught your attention early on that made you want to be a part of it? Yeah, it was, in fact, the realization when I was uh, pretty much ingrained into the Swift world mm -hmm. that instant settlement was available already, but not for all. It was just for central banks to interrupt between themselves and those that were in the tier one layer. And blockchain and the Bitcoin example opened the eyes for everyone to realize that first we should be looking at money in a different way, to start to figuring out the differences between currency and, and money, uh, store value and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the instant settlement feature was the one that really captured me the most because that's something that I think makes sense to bring to the masses and not just for a few set of entities that have access to that. So if we have the technology, why don't we open it up? And that obviously will enable a lot of financial inclusion, which is what the world needs right now. What were some issues that you saw with the legacy SWIFT system that exists today that made you make that tie between blockchain remittance um, that could really solve some of the... Yeah, I think... I think um, Using the financial inclusion topic, uh, one of the things that we could argue is that if we have bad technology, there's no way people can have access to, to their own funds and be able to prosper. So the fact that you can enable uh, new technology for everyone and not just for the ones that are affluent customers, that makes a total difference. I'll give you an example. If I have a very bad clunky system, in my home with an Excel spreadsheet, I'm pretty much more comfortable in dealing with the wealth of two or three individuals that have a lot of money in their wallets than dealing with hundreds and hundreds of wallets with $500 on each. So that's that's something that naturally arises, that, that financial exclusion naturally arises from the fact that people don't have good debt. And I think we've come to a point where we need to to reinvent the legacy world in terms of what the banking industry is and make it available for everyone. And that's what we're trying to do here at Public. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I think blockchain will help reinvent a lot of that legacy financial system. And you guys are doing that a bit with um, Public Mint. So tell me a little bit more about what you guys are doing more specifically and what the mission is. What do you want to accomplish? Yeah, yeah. so first, first one, of the thing, one of the realizations that we as a team had was the fact that the world, uh, believe it or not, or if you want it or not, still revolves around the dollar. And we have a lot of innovation happening in the blockchain space. And, and we've been in touch with amazing people with huge ideas in terms of what we can do for the world in the blockchain space. But as long as we continue to work with crypto assets, at least our opinion is that it will make life uh, harder for people to get on board. And uh, obviously we that are in the crypto industry, it's pretty straightforward to use MetaMask or to understand what gas fees are and simple stuff. But if we want to push that innovation into mass adoption, and if we want to bring more people into the space, we need to figure out a way to make it as simple as possible for everyone. And at least from our perspective, we feel that dollars and other fiat currencies like euros and pounds uh, are still the things that are easier to relate from the public, from the majority of the public. So it's really, we have this situation right now where people start to hear interesting stuff like like 8% yield or whatever in terms of new features that are coming into the blockchain space. But then you have these normies, we call it normies. They don't have, they don't know how to get there. They get faced with MetaMask and they're not IT experts. And there's a lot of friction imposed on these users. So if we, if what we thought was if we find a way to match the instant finality of blockchain at low cost on one end, and on the other side, to match the ability to have plain old tools like wire, like ACH, like credit cards using dollars and match those together, then we finally bridge the users that are stuck in the legacy world with the innovation that is happening in the blockchain world. So Public Mint really what does is providing that bridge so that everyone can jump on board easily and be able to tap into interesting use cases like the ones that we see on the DeFi world. Yeah, you made a good point about how difficult it is for people, even normal people, to really get into the space. What do you think some of the keys are for on-ramping people into these platforms, into blockchain, into these wallets to get them included in this industry when they don't necessarily understand it as well as maybe you and I do. Funny that you 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 were you use the word keys. Managing your keys effectively is is <laughs> a, true. is a challenge, right? So mm -hmm. you're right on the spot. So for a crypto user, it's pretty plain old simple. I I manage my keys. I own my funds. I'm responsible for those funds. For an end user. Uh, the challenge, the normal user, the challenge today is that they're used to this, uh, this idea, this vision that payments are already instant. They use a credit card and it seems like interest, instant. But as we all know, it is not. And there's a lot, there's a clunky system underneath that uh, gives you the, the, the experience that things are instant, but things are being settled uh, offline afterwards and through clunky systems that have a lot of intermediaries, which means fees that you will need to pay one way or the other. So whatever, whatever kind of free system that you have on the legacy system, believe me, you will pay for that 
whether if it's maintenance fees on your uh, checkings account or any kind of other fees, you will find a way, they will find a way to pay for that because that's infrastructure that needs to be paid. With blockchain, it's much more easier and simple because we have a distributed infrastructure. So we have all the costs distributed with, with the players that, that do the mining of the transactions. And that makes it much more transparent for everyone to really tap into these cases that don't require a lot of fees into their system. So managing the keys is effectively a huge friction for a normal user. And what we did at Public Mint was really uh, make it available both ways. If you are a crypto savvy user, you want to hold your keys, you download it, you, it's it's plain old crypto style with our web wallet. But for the normies, you can, you can download your app, uh, our app, and simply log in with your Google account or Apple account. And it seems very simple, but at, under the hood, what's happening is that those keys effectively are being um, cryptographically stored in your Google account or in your Apple account. Again, you are the owner of those keys and public means does not touch the funds, but we've made it in a way that it becomes simple for the user to interact with the system uh, without having to explicitly manage the keys locally in the lap in, the, in your laptop, right? So that is one huge friction that we've managed to solve to bring people into the blockchain world. How have you guys um, solved the value issue, moving value around? Do people have to move crypto to um, to public mint or can they link like a bank account or a credit card or um, what's the friction like there? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very important question because we've started off with Bitcoin and then we moved to the, we saw Ethereum and then altcoins and then stable coins. And we're trying to figure out a way to have not the, the whole industry is trying to figure out a way to have stable uh, store of value that can be used for payment for goods and services in the network. But still, if I'm going to send a stable coin to a friend of mine that doesn't know anything about crypto, he will still need to buy Ethereum to pay for gas, to get access to the stable coin that he received in order to move it around to somewhere else. So it's, again, a lot of friction. And what we did on public make was really to create a blockchain that is fully dollar native. So all the fees on our blockchain are paid in actual dollars. So you're not required to have Ethereum, although the network is fully compatible with Ethereum and everything you develop, you develop on Ethereum, you can deploy it on our network. But for the users, it's just depositing dollars using the use cases that are available and when there there is fees to be paid they are being paid in dollars there's no need for an intermediary crypto asset to be pushed to the end user because that would that would kill the whole experience because we're trying to effectively sort um sort out a very frictionless experience for the end user got it um tell me more about what people can do with um, their public mint account when they're there they sign up they move uh, money over what are some of the the benefits or the products or services that are yeah. offered that yeah that, that's 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 why we're so excited about that mm -hmm. because finally after three years of working on this we are starting to uh, push to the end users and to our community actual use cases that they, they can um, have a tangible benefit out of that so up until now we had a fiat native blockchain with instant settlement and low cost, that doesn't mean anything to the common user because it's really doesn't have any specific uh, use cases. Although some of our partners already were doing 
some microtransactions, instant payouts to their providers. But at the end of the day, we've we've decided to to focus our attention on, on low-hanging fruits. Now that we have the instant settlement layer underneath, we started by by developing verticals like products, actual tangible benefits for the use cases for, for the users. One of them is is the the app itself, which is kind of like an, a checkings account experience. You can deposit dollars. You can take dollars out. You can send those synthetic versions of dollars that are on chain to your friends to pay for goods and services. That was already natively available with the with the app. And now we've uh, just released two weeks ago the Earn product, which is another feature for the users that have money on our chain. Which means that not only they can deposit their wallets and move money around instantly in four seconds and one cent of a dollar per transaction. They can also allocate part of that money to the earn program. From an end user perspective, again, it's just clicking a button, pushing, sending some money to the earn pro product, takes four seconds, and now you tap into 8% APY, which is, which is huge for a normal user that is struggling with a 0.01% on their savings account. I, I get that for a crypto savvy user, 8% is really peanuts because because they can get much more if they do farming and if, if, if they use it as a full-time job to go after the latest the latest uh, coin that is providing yield. But for armies, it's already a huge deal to get access to 8% without understanding any part of the technology. And even for crypto users, we've, we've, we've had a lot of crypto users that understand that they can simply allocate part of their portfolio to a product that gives them 8% with a less risk than uh, applying it directly to win one of the CFI or DeFi protocols that are out there. And I think it, it makes sense for me to also explain the other side of the equation of how the earn product uh, works under the hood, right? For, mm -hmm. for the end users, just a click of a button, as, as I told you. But under the hood, the earn is really a fund that is managed as a DAO, which means that you have crypto savvy users that understand the space. They know what is the portfolio that it lies under the Earn product. And currently, we have uh, we're working with Abra and Celsius, and it's already live. And we're integrating with Compound very soon. But from a crypto savvy user, I can say, look, uh, let next week, let's say that one of these players, Abra, for example, has a very compelling yield. So I take my mint tokens. I vote on the system and I say, for example, that next week, let's do it 70% uh, on one partner and 30% on the other partner. And I have a, a direct financial incentive for me as a crypto user because the generated yield of that new formula will provide me 15% out of that blended APY of the portfolio. The remaining 85% will go back to the normies that simply allocated liquidity without understanding the space. But there, there is. It's a, it's a earned product that mitigates the, the the risk because it's not just applying on one single provider; it's applying several providers. And the fund itself also has uh, an, an amount that is being allocated to integrate with insurance partners to be able to provide some additional insurance just in case there is some entity within the portfolio that for some reason defaults. We hope not, but at least we have some additional insurance in regards to that and and by the way for our own partners like Abra and Celsius we've been discussing this openly and we had some podcasts recently and AMAs 
they also see as an advantage to work with an aggregator because it's not really a, com a competitor. We're a very simple aggregator that provides them with liquidity coming from normies in a very low cost of customer acquisition uh, because they can they still have their own solutions directly open to the public. You can go to their sites and, and use your funds directly with them. But they also have the aggregator's liquidity coming from, from the earned product that was, it also is very beneficial for their own business. Yeah, 8% is so good. Um, we take that for granted so much in this space because we're constantly yeah. seeing 10, 12, 15% PYs or even higher. But in the real world, that just doesn't exist. 8% um, is incredible. And not only that, and may, may, let me just mention that because we're so excited about finally having the, the app up and running, that we're launching a very aggressive incentives program for early adopters that will give them additional perks on top of those 8%. So as, as a startup, we have the network up and running for over a year now in terms of testing the underlying uh, settlement machine. The product is now live. It has been tested by our, by our uh, amazing community of uh, supporters on our Telegram channel where we have roughly about 35,000 people. They've helped us a lot in terms of fine-tuning the usability of the app and, and figuring out uh, small bugs that were still there as a better version. And now we're at the stage where the app is up and running and avail available to provide those 8%. So we will reward this, these early adopters with additional um, uh, APY uh, for those that bring in liquidity, for those that hold liquidity on the system, and for those that also hold mint tokens. So there are three main vectors that are going to be rewarded. And we also have a very interesting um, side effect from that incentives program because the early adopters will be attributed with a specific NFT uh, as, as an early uh, adopter that will give them the ability to have additional uh, APY or if they want to sell that NFT to someone else or to give it to someone else and that other person will benefit from that APY that is related to that specific early adopter NFT. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about the Mint token. Is it just meant to be used primarily for the staking and yield farming within public Mint or does it have other functionality or do you want it to have other functionality in the future? So the, the underlying platform is fully dollar native. No need to have any mint tokens. We currently have dollars on chain, and we plan to have euros on chain and pounds on chain, which means that we will natively, uh, in the near future, support interesting use cases like instant forex on the on the net. But for the products, for the verticals, the earned product, which is one that we've developed ourselves, has a mint governance token, which we've been discussing so far. Uh, it was defined to be a governance utility token just to to tell the system where the liquidity should be applied and, and get the feedback from the crypto users and reward the crypto users for that uh, decision. But since we are an open ecosystem and everyone can deploy their own use cases on, on, on the underlying um, network, uh, the developers can decide by themselves if they want to incorporate Mint as part of their own utilities. So, which means that although it was designed to be only for the Mint, for the Earn program, it will naturally, and we expect to naturally increase its utility across the ecosystem. And obviously that will benefit the token itself. 
I'll give you two examples of that. We already have a, a decentralized exchange um, very soon to be announced uh, that will be released on our network, just like Uniswap. And that, that decentralized exchange benefits from the fact that they can have a trading pair directly with on-chain dollars. Again, no need to have the intermediary step of, of working with a stablecoin or with Ethereum or Bitcoin. And there's another interesting use case that we also support, which is an NFT marketplace. Uh, and I would guess that for the NFT marketplace developers, uh, the advantage is the fact that they can have a marketplace listed in dollars, which is much more stable for the end users and also gives them the ability to tap into a much broader audience than just the crypto, the crypto community. Yeah, that sounds cool. You got a DEX coming, an NFT marketplace. Seems like you guys are going to really branch out to a different bunch of different niches within blockchain. Um, here's here's an interesting question from the user's account with Public Mint. Is there a way for them to spend from that account directly, um, like in the real world? Like, let's say they have a bunch of money in there. They've been it's been going up because of yields, and maybe they want to purchase something. Are they able to maybe spend with a card at some point mm -hmm. or with the app? Have you guys thought about that? Yeah. So, so the app itself already has the option to send or pay using the, the dollars that you have natively on your app. If you have partners on our network that integrate our widget on their own portals, we, we have that widget already available. Consider it kind of like a PayPal widget for the decentralized world. With a few lines of code, you get the white label widget incorporated in your portal, and boom, your customers can actually pay for goods and services with the money that they have on their wallet. But more importantly, on our roadmap, uh, we have a couple of uh, use cases that we decided to tackle ourselves as part of what we consider to be a banking without banks kind of experience, mm -hmm. being the checkings account and the earned product, uh, the first pillars. Uh, but we plan to also deploy a debit card associated with the, the balance that you have on your wallet, which means that you can allocate your funds and simply use it on the grocery stores if you want to. Um, we also have, as I mentioned already, the instant Forex feature coming up and also, interestingly, uh, instant loans, which is kind of like the earned product, but in reverse. Again, working with loan providers and, and providing to the end user a very simple user experience to get access to the best rates in terms of loans through the portfolio of loan providers that we work with. Um, and that's basically it in terms of using the funds now, the ecosystem is growing, as I said, we have the decentralized exchange and the NFT marketplace, but we, we hope to, for the community to develop more and more use cases of, them, of their own that make sense and that will enable more options for the people to use their money that now becomes programmable and has superpowers once, once it's on the blockchain. Because it's instant, you can move it around, it's no cost moving around, so that opens up for a lot of interesting use cases. Is that something that's on the roadmap for this year, or is that something you guys are just thinking about still trying to no, figure no, out no, how to do? This, for this oh, okay. year, for this year, we're already some of these use cases will be tackled this year. Uh, the ones that I've mentioned that we will tackle ourselves. We don't want to um, stifle the innovation that is happening on the blockchain space. That's why I've mentioned that there are some uh, specific pillars that we tackle ourselves because mm -hmm. people expect that from a banking perspective, right? So the banking industry, let's not forget, evolved over three, 300 years. And there are some kind of some use cases that we expect from a banking partner. Although 
the bankings today suffer a lot of bad rap for the mistakes that they make. But the use cases themselves make sense, right? So the, the, the earn, the loan, the forex, these things make sense to nurture the ecosystem. But we don't want to extend our reach beyond that because it's really important to leave for the community space for them to develop interesting use cases around uh, treasury management, around uh, uh, payroll, a lot of use cases that are coming up that make sense once you open the door for programmable dollars on chain. Which of these things on the roadmap are you most excited about? Because I know you guys got a lot of things you're doing and wanting to roll out, but what, what makes you the most excited? What do you think people are going to enjoy the most? Well, for those who travel, there's a lot of hefty fees around Forex. So that's mm -hmm. an exciting use case in itself. And once we have that available on, uh, on, the, on the blockchain for all the customers, that will be a huge use case to tackle. The fact that we can couple that with the earned product and the loan means that effectively as an end user, you already have the experience of a credit card, you already have the experience of uh, asking for a loan to, to have a savings account. And these, these use cases all together will compound in terms of the benefits that the people see on the community. So that the most exciting thing that we see rolling out within the next year is the fact that people will start to realize that now I have this, now I have this, and now I have this, now I can do everything right here. And now I have these use cases that are coming from the community. And if I don't have it, I can build it myself, right? And I can create a vault on the network to protect my funds. So there's a lot of opportunities out there and this will naturally exponentially will grow in terms of the, the things you can do with, with your money. Let me ask you one more question, more of a, a bigger picture question, then we'll start to wrap it up. What do you think about DeFi right now and where it's going this year? You know, top, talking a bit about, um, you know, banking the unbanked or centralized banking and traditional banking versus decentralized banking. What are your thoughts on it? Do you, how young do you think it is? What, what kind of reach do you think it's going to have going into the rest of this year? It's a very exciting space yeah, within yeah. blockchain. So I tend to think that everything is that starts to happen on the blockchain is kind of like a big innovation hub that a lot of brilliant minds get together and have free, freedom to, to expand on their ideas. It started off with Bitcoin and then it matured and we saw a lot of innovations starting with programmable and smart contracts and and in regards to DeFi, I would say that we're we are not on the early stages because we already see a lot of partners out there with interesting use cases. Um, but there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of experimentation, in terms of providing the, ne the necessary security that people expect from from these protocols, and that's just a mature, natural maturing process that we we will see along the line. One thing that is very interesting is is that not only we see the use cases that we already knew from the legacy world mapped into the blockchain space, but for example, new use cases like the flash loans initiatives are huge, right? And that doesn't exist up until now. And that's that's an example of innovation coming up specifically from, from the blockchain space. We could argue that there are still some, some concerns around that, but I'm very excited to see what's going to happen in the next few months in regards to those new features that even the financial industry didn't have the capability to propose to end users. Yeah, I'm very excited for it as well. I think it's going to do so much uh, for the space and uh, very excited about what you guys are doing as well. Excited to set up an account with Public Mint. 
Before we um, completely finish up, tell me where people can go if they want to sign up, they want to use public mints. Um, do you guys have a community where people can chit chat and learn more? Yeah, sure. So we have the FTX signal. You can follow us there, but you can also follow public mint on our telegram channel. You can visit our website and download the app and try it yourself, publicmint.com slash earn. So there's a lot of places where you can find us and follow what we're doing. Uh, we are very happy to, to nurture our community. They're being great in terms of the feedback and we will continue to nurture and give them all the support they, they need to build their own use case. Awesome. Guys, go follow Public Mints. Go check them out. Um, social media, where, where are you guys at? So in social media, Telegram, Public Tele Mint. Yeah. yeah. You have the FTX signal um, for Public Mint, mm -hmm. and you can find us there. You guys got Twitter. Um, what else? Medium. Just Twitter? Okay, Medium. We have, medium, we have Twitter. We have a Public Mint uh, YouTube channel with some, some uh, interesting videos for people to understand how Public Mint works. So just, just Google, and you'll find us in several several. Okay, perfect. Guys, go follow Public Mint. Go follow Paolo. Uh, like and subscribe as well to the podcast. Paolo, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Really do appreciate it. Good conversation. Talked about a lot of different things. Um, I think people are really going to enjoy re-listening to it as well. Um, we'll we'll really do it again in the future. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Absolutely. Talk soon.